everybody, and welcome to Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show. But safe in dreams You're running from The young and dark Will always be One of their own To Beautiful music there from Michael Kuanuka. We're miles apart but safe from dreams. Good evening, everybody. I hope you're all doing fine in your physical separation from each other. We are not socially separating. We are physically separating. We are listening to each other. We are staying safe. We are learning from each other. We are using the technologies that we have to get through this together. My name is Paul Rowley, and I'm your host for this evening's show. This week's show, we're talking about feeling targeted, staying safe. Radio Gag is your weekly update on how to end the horror that is the American gun violence epidemic. And tonight we are going to be talking about parallel epidemics. The gun violence epidemic, the current coronavirus pandemic, and also we're going to be hearing some lessons from the AIDS crisis. And of course, it would be somewhat remiss of me being a Dublin-born lad, not to mention Lofeyn Apoorich, or St. Patrick's Day, as we say in English. So Lofeyn Apoorich, Conor Gwyf Galair, from this young Irish fella. First of all, the latest in gun violence prevention news. And we're going to start with the good news. Dick's Sporting Goods took further steps to extricate itself from the gun business this week by eliminating the hunting departments in over half its stores. You may remember after the Parkland shooting, the retailer raised the age for buying guns to 21 in its stores and also stopped selling assault-style rifles altogether. Meanwhile, Maryland lawmakers have voted to expand their universal background check laws to include rifles and shotguns. And a federal judge has blocked part of the Trump administration rule change that would allow the online sharing of 3D printed gun blueprints. Also, some good news, the spread of the coronavirus has prompted the NRA to cancel its annual convention, which was to be held in Nashville next month. This is an event that usually draws a crowd of around 70,000 gun rights supporters. Also, many gun shows across the country have been cancelled. And in Virginia, we've been talking a lot about the new Democratic majority and how they have been really very proactive in working towards sensible gun reform. They have recently passed this week a number of new gun laws, including universal background checks and ERPO, aka red flag laws. And also the legislature has established a new Virginia gun violence intervention 
and prevention fund that will administer 2.6 million in grants to local violence prevention initiatives. And as we've discussed on this show many times, it is putting money into local initiatives where we start to see real impact in communities in terms of fighting back against gun violence. So this week, of course, the thing that's on everybody's mind is the coronavirus pandemic. I just actually got off the phone with my parents in Dublin who were in Spain, which is now one of the hot zones in Europe, um, second only to Italy. They went through the airports there this morning, lines of tape laid out in the airport floor a metre apart from each other to keep people separate while waiting in line. Apparently the mood in the airports there was anxious, nervous of course, but very cordial and civil. We're going to be talking a little bit later in the show about that, how this civility is central to us getting through this pandemic together. And we're also going to be hearing about some of the more worrying upticks in racism that we are witnessing in the United States as a result of the viral outbreak. So one image that really struck me this weekend actually was early morning Los Angeles, a line of people down the block, all crammed together, certainly not exercising that you know, three foot, one meter distance apart from each other, and they're outside a gun store. Not a grocery store, not a pharmacy. And you know, this really struck me because what we are seeing in the rest of the world is for starters people staying home people not going out let me read you some of the responses to this tweet because nothing really helps deal with a viral pandemic than a fresh ak-47 somebody said maybe they need to protect their toilet paper and then somebody else was saying well i thought that the the gun nut crowd believed that the virus was fake news or that it would be over with the warm weather and that it's fully contained this is of course according to all the rantings of ravings of our totally incompetent current sitting president why run out and buy a gun when you're four to five times more likely to get shot if you own one and that that's not me making this up this is a study from the university of pennsylvania school of medicine meanwhile when we look around the world instead of people lining up to buy firearms people are singing to each other from balconies in italy and spain why is our first reaction in the United States to think of murder? Why is the default mode violence, selfishness, individualism, panic buying? But the thing that really struck me was that it is easier in this country right now to buy an assault rifle than it is to get tested for the coronavirus. Earlier today, I spoke with Sunny Moon, who is a Gays Against Guns member, a volunteer with Moms Demand Action, and also a medical doctor, to get her take on the current crisis. How are you and the family doing? What's going on for you in this in this time? So I have to admit that today I'm feeling a little bit anxious, and I'm going to admit that because I, I suspect that a lot of people, especially in the metro New York area where we're densely packed, probably feel the same kind of anxiety, so I'm just going to put it out there and say it's okay to feel that way because I feel a little anxious. 
Yeah, it's a very, it's an unprecedented time. You also have family back in Korea still, right? Yes. Um, so um, after Hurricane Katrina, uh, my family, my parents and my sister and my brother all moved back to South Korea because they just didn't want to start over again. And um, interestingly, the town in South Korea where the epicenter of the coronavirus hit in Korea is where my parents lived. And so they've been living with my sister for the last, I guess, like, a couple of months because one of their neighbors even um, was diagnosed with it. Wow. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't realise that your parents were right in the middle of it. There has been just shocking reports about people now stockpiling ammunition and guns. And also, in parallel with that, um, many Asian Americans, for the first time, are, are going out and buying guns because of the racism and direct threats that they are experiencing from people who are basically blaming them for coronavirus yeah. insanity. Yeah, so I am Asian American myself. Um, so I have to say for the first time since I've moved to New York City, um, I feel more uncomfortable walking around in my Asian skin. And one of the reasons why I love living in New York City was that when I moved here from Louisiana for the first time, I didn't feel different mm-hmm. or, or, or self-conscious about my race. And just in the last few weeks, I realized that that's not the case anymore. And I do find myself being more careful and being more um, concerned. And I even, I realized the other day when I was walking around that I had my phone out because I wanted to be ready to videotape somebody in case um, I was taunted or, you know, you know, harassed in some way because of being Asian because there have been so many incidents. So, so yeah, so there's a lot of anxiety in general, no matter what anybody's ethnic background is because of what's going on. But I think for a lot of Asians, there's a heightened anxiety and even fear about being targeted because of the misunderstanding and racism related to being Asian and um, and this virus having started in China first. Yeah, it's uh, totally insane. I, th- I think, you know, just in terms of the health and the safety of everybody, you know, it's, it's up to all of us as New Yorkers, as communities to step up and stop this happening stop this racism happening and also to make people who are going out and about stay home i'm still shocked to see people are out in the streets i mean (laughs) i feel anxious and i just admitted that i feel frightened so i can imagine that this is the case for lots of people and and this is something that the gun industry knows very well they've always used fear and fear of others and, and, and to give people who don't feel that they have a sense of control, um, a false sense of control by selling them guns. Fear has always, always been an effective tool to sell guns. It was fear that Obama was going to take away your guns, and it was fear that Hillary was going to take your guns. And they even started using racist rhetoric about undocumented immigrants. And they used that in their rhetoric to sell guns. So the gun industry you know, they're, they're very smart about using fear. And so you have this element now where people are just naturally fearful because of what's going on with coronavirus. And so when people have fear in this country, for some people, they address that by buying a gun because it gives them security and it gives them some sense of control. Um, although we know for sure it doesn't give them any more security. In fact, they're more at risk of, you know, physical harm by by having the gun, but, but that's what people do in this country. And, you know, I think that part of it is that the gun industry has been very 
effective, even if they're not going out right now saying you should buy a gun because it's going to be, you know, rioting in the streets because of coronavirus, all those years of messaging from the NRA, you know, have stuck. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They're very good at it. They're very good at it. Well, Sonny, thank you so much for talking with us today. And I feel your anxiety. (laughs) I'm feeling it too. (laughs) But, you know, we're all in this we together. We have each other. We'll get through it together. We will. We will. We've gotten through worse and we'll get through this. So so stay safe and thanks so much for taking the time. Of course, not everybody in the United States is running out to buy guns. I think many of us here, New Yorkers who lived through 9-11, really remember the rallying together and the community that happened when our city was under attack. And we are going to speak to GAG member Kathy Minorino Thanos about another way to respond to this pandemic. Hi, Kathy. How are you? I'm good, Paul. How are you? You know, we're all hanging in, I guess. How are you guys holding up? Uh, you know, my aunt lives with us. She's actually my great aunt. She's 94. So I have some concern around that. So we're abiding by the guidelines and trying to stay calm and not get crazy, you know? Right, yeah. So I thought it would be great for our listeners to hear us have a chat today because I know back during the AIDS crisis, uh, you were very involved with taking care of people as an AIDS buddy. Sure. I actually, it was uh, one of the most rewarding experiences I've had in my life, and I've had many rewarding experiences, I'm happy to say. Being an AIDS buddy meant that you belonged to a group of AIDS buddies that supported each other and went out into the world and got... Um, assisted people who were living with HIV and AIDS that needed certain things. Some of them may have been sicker than others. They needed help with uh, shopping or light housework, or some of them needed something more complicated like hospital advocacy, uh, visitation, and things of that nature. Um, It showed me a lot of things in life. It showed me the greatness of people and their, uh, their generosity of spirit to help one another. I'm hoping to see some of that now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we have to reach out to our neighbors now in this time, even though this whole social dis- distancing concept is, is interesting. Um, we can't forget about the personal connection, and we have to do that. And we did that in AIDS as well. People didn't want to touch them. They didn't want to come near them. You want to talk about social distancing. That was more like social slam the door in my face. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. Um and those of us who were uh, less likely to be infected, let's say, uh, with HIV, st- stepped up and helped out, and, and we have to do the same now. We uh, volunteered to check on those that were living with AIDS and help them and be that human connection for them. It was a beautiful time, even though it was a terrible time. You know what I mean? It was a terrific program, and I think that it helped a lot. I think people really appreciated it. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And I feel also this, the human contact as well being so important. Yeah. I really worry about people at the moment who suffer from depression or, you know, are yeah. lonely. I'll tell you the a... truth, Paul. I think that out of all of the tasks that we did, I think that that was the most important one. Oh, yeah. um, and no, having people know that there were people out there that didn't think they were, you know, cast off and um, cared about them and followed up with them. I think that was one of the most important things. I will say that there is a lot of good in the world and there's a lot of good people out there. I'm calling on you guys, AIDS buddies, to lead the way. I know you're still out there. Nice. <laughs> Maybe listening to this show. So let's teach each other how to care for one another because really, 
during the AIDS crisis, we did a lot of that. We uh, Most of my tasks, I would say, were just humanity uh, in base. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, yes, certainly we did hospital advocacy. Certainly we did things like finding an attorney and all that kind of stuff. Of course we did. But mostly what we did was go to sit with someone, talk with them, bring them a book from the library, that kind of thing. Yeah, um, simple stuff. Yeah. Um, and now in this crisis, uh, in the social distancing, we're lucky enough to have um, lots of social media ways to connect with each other, which we didn't have back then. So um, I believe that you know, get on a Google chat with someone instead of texting. Yeah. Look at their face, you know, it's kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. I keep on saying to people that this is physical distancing, not social distancing. We're not, Correct. Yeah, Correct. you know, there's no reason for us, like you say, not to reach out to people. So just quickly then, Kathy, um, what do you think that, you know, you learned back then, things that we may not be thinking about that we can do for those in our community that are most impacted? What, do you, what would you have our listeners think about doing, things that we wouldn't necessarily think about? There's a lot of easy things that you can do just by your na- uh, for your neighbours. Like, for example, if you are healthy and social distancing uh, by working from home, maybe your business is closed, but you're going to make that trip to the grocery store and try to pick up uh, whatever items are available for pickup from the store, ask your neighbour. Maybe they're elderly. Is there something I can get you while, when I go? It's such a simple thing. But, okay. you know, to that person, it could be everything. So that's one thing we can do. If you're taking your garbage out and you have an elderly neighbor or a neighbor who is sick, take their garbage out too. I mean, you know, these are not things that are going to get you infected or anything crazy, but they can mean the world to someone else because now that sick person doesn't have to put their shoes on and get themselves together and take their garbage out. You could have done that for them. Stuff like that, simple stuff. Simple, just caring for each other, yeah. Correct. Being mindful, Correct. being thoughtful. Okay. Well, yeah. Kathy, thank you so much for calling in. I really so appreciate welcome, it. Paula. And you and the family all stay, stay safe and well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you too. I'm going to cook. I'll be 300 pounds by the time this is over. <laughs> Honey, I have two loaves of bread in the oven right now cooking up that I'm going to go check out. <laughs> <laughs> stay, well. stay well, Paul. Take care, everyone. You too. Much love to all. Bye-bye. Radio Gag, the Gaze Against Guns show. You're listening to Radio Gag here on listener-supported WBAI Radio. And because it's St. Patrick's Day, we would, of course, say Toshivik Eshtok Radio Gag, Ladini Erika Iguina Guni. That's Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show. Tosulagum Gulchiv Savalcha Agaslot Tulgoler. I hope you're all keeping safe and healthy. And we'd say Guni, Ni Guni, that means guns, not dresses. Because count in a ruddy is all iconically reeve is far iguna. That means roughly translating that one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen is a man in a dress. You know, and as part of the preparation of the show today, I was really thinking about about my homeland. I think about the Irish diaspora. I think about you know parallel <laughs> migrations of viruses through people moving through the world. And I was thinking a lot about Irish poetry. You know, we really do have a lot of laments. We have a lot of poems about suffering and we have a lot of poems about starvation, about migration. Um, There were many things I could have read out tonight, but one poem really struck me from Seamus Heaney, not just because it's about suffering, but it's also about hope. 
So here we go. Human beings suffer. They torture one another. They get hurt and get hard. No poem or play or song can fully right a wrong inflicted and endured. The innocent in jails beat on their bars together. A hunger striker's father stands in the graveyard, dumb. The police widow in veils faints at the funeral home. History says, don't hope on this side of the grave. But then, once in a lifetime, the longed for tidal wave of justice can rise up and hope and history rhyme. So hope for a great sea change on the far side of revenge. Believe that further shore is reachable from here. Believe in miracles and cures and healing wells. Call miracle self-healing, the utter self-revealing double take of feeling. If there's fire on the mountain or lightning and storm and a God speaks from the sky, that means someone is hearing the outcry and the birth cry of new life at its term. It means once in a lifetime that justice can rise up and hope and history rhyme. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show on listener-sponsored WBAI. To find out more about working with Gays Against Guns, you can find us on social media or on our website, gaysagainstguns.net. And another way to get involved with supporting our work in the fight to end gun violence is by becoming a WBAI buddy in the name of Radio Gag. Right now, I think more than ever, we're really starting to understand the importance of radio, the importance of communicating, the importance of being able to get access to information. So if you have a couple of spare bucks every month to spare, go to WBAI.org and become a BAA buddy in the name of Radio Gag. Thank you. So that's the show for this week, folks. Thanks so much for listening in. Be safe. Take care. We are going to end our show as we always do on a satirical humorous note with our fabulous singing queer tet sing out louise and their new coronavirus psa i really encourage you all to go to youtube and watch the video it is hilarious take it away sing out louise Spitty one, my spitty one. Every sneeze you're spreading your slime, Corona. When you feel your fever run, your fever run. Cover up your cup every time, Corona. Everybody stop, 20 seconds. Wash your dirty hands, make the water hot, make it fun. Do a pretty dance, bye bye bye, I I so. Bye, Corona. Stand a little further off. When you come, maybe it is quarantine time, Corona. Ain't got no community, immunity. There is no vaccine that's up like Corona. Everybody stop, 20 seconds. Wash your dirty hands, make the water hot. Make it fun, do a pretty dance. Bye, 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 I, I, so. Bye, Corona. Bye, Corona. 
Healthcare is a human right, not out of sight. We can fight a viral blight like Corona. Work together to be sure we'll find a cure. Trust in science and we can spike Corona. Everybody stop 20 cents. Wash your dirty hands, make the water hot. Make it fun, do a pretty dance. Bye, 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 I, I, so. Bye, 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 bye,